Hey there folks, Devin here, and welcome to a series that I am titling Portraits. These are stories that have happened in the past to non-player characters and player characters alike. A glimpse of an intrepid journey this character has gone through before meeting the party. Now, this may be Patreon-exclusive content in the future. As for now, we just kind of wanted to test the waters, if you will, and see how people felt about this series. Apologies for not having all the details, but we're sort of playing it by ear, see what people think about it before we get into it. So, that is enough of me rambling. Please enjoy episode one of Portraits, Cudsby. The boots squeaking back and forth on the planks beside and above had finally ceased. It was dark in the cargo hold below deck, which only amplified focus on the monotonous sounds of the sea swearing in stomps. A sigh slipped from Cudsby. It may have lacked volume, but the message of relief was powerful. Gently, Cudsby pressed his palm on the lid above him and peered through the slit in the chest. No one in sight. The lid of the chest lifted inch by inch, Cudsby's face wincing as he was anticipating a loud creak at any moment. But it was not a creak that greeted Cudsby. Rather, it sounded like an object sliding on wood. Come to think of it, Cudsby thought, I don't remember the lid being this heavy. Oh no. Realization set in with rising levels of fear and panic. When did... how did I not notice? Outside of the chest, resting on the lid, was a large, expensive-looking vase. Its flat base slid and rocked on the rising lid, which remained open at the moment, as an indecisive halfling struggled with how to proceed. Though his time to think was cut short, as the boat began to sway and bob. Great, he thought. We hit some sort of current. Or worse. The last two words in his head escaped as a ghostly whisper. A storm. He heard the vase begin to swivel. Though he wasn't sure what the object was, he couldn't risk anyone hearing him. Instinctively, he reached out with his free arm and began patting the top of the lid, searching for anything to grasp, but no luck. He waited for a loud crash from the object, followed by curious sailors investigating the noise. No crash came, however. The object seemed to have ceased momentum. This time. Desperation and fatigue fought for dominance in Cudsby's mind as he weighed his options. The arm holding the lid slightly ajar was beginning to shake and burn. Unexpectedly, a strobe of light from the porthole starboard side illuminated the hold for less than a moment. The halfling's eyes darted in its direction, but darkness had consumed once more. Seconds later, thunder met the ship, sounding like the sky itself was an open maw, roaring and cracking. It seemed desperation was the victor, as Cudsby had immediately hatched a plan. I've not got enough strength to push it, but maybe... Another flash lit the room as Cudsby began counting. Thunder sounded off even more menacing this time. Four, he said aloud. Four seconds. Then he waited for another flash for what felt like minutes as beads of sweat trickled from his brow to his lip. Flash! Another bolt webbed across the darkened sky. He counted. One, two, three. On three, he ceased holding the chest's lid and let it slam closed in an attempt to topple what was above him. The vase tumbled forward. Cudsby closed his eyes. Four. The thunder clapped and echoed once more as the vase shattered on the wooden floor. With a solid push, the chest's lid flipped open, resting on its hinges. Cudsby stood, relaxed his shoulders as he exhaled, and began to step out of the chest. The ceramic shards crunched under his thick, leathery feet. But there was a sound that didn't belong. A crinkle. Lightning flashed again and he noticed a scrap of paper that must have been stashed away in the vase. 
Without thinking, Cudsby grabbed and unfurled the paper, but it was too dim in the hold to make much out. A drawing, maybe. Hey! A voice called from above. Who's down? The thunder cut him off before he could finish. Cudsby pocketed the paper and hit the floor, crawling his way prone behind some crates tethered together with rope, out of view from the door the voice seemed to come from. The same door leading to the deck of the ship. What happened? He thought. Did I mess up the timing? The voice called again. Anyone down here? Cudsby did his best to steady his breathing and began nervously reaching for a wicked-looking dagger sheathed in his cloak. If there is anyone down here, we need all hands on deck. Captain Shale's orders. So they didn't hear anything. They're just looking for more help, Cosby realized. Damn it, the storm. The voice cursed to themselves before turning to exit, but as they did, another wave pummeled the lower port side of the ship, which knocked both Cudsby and the sailor off balance. Whoa, whoa! The sailor was sent tumbling down the stairs as Cudsby was slammed against the crates whose ropes were wearing thin from the violent quakes. Snap! A rope from the top split, sending a large crate hurtling towards Cudsby, who just managed to somersault out of the way, unintentionally putting him face to face with the human sailor who fell. They lock eyes. Oh. Shit. Stow away! The sailor shouted, but it was too late. Chaos had broken out on deck because of the storm. The voices above got louder as the thunder and lightning grew closer. Cudsby clambered to his feet, attempting to balance on the rolling floor, but was struggling. The human grabbed Cudsby by the ankle and swung him to the floor once again with a thud. Without missing a beat, the human drug himself onto Cudsby, attempting to restrain him. An awkward scuffle of slaps and punches ensued before the human straddled the halfling and began choking him. Right. These are Shale's men, Cudsby remembered. These aren't sailors. They're pirates. This man really will kill me. Cudsby's thoughts had sent him into a flight-or-fight response, and half of those options, at the moment, weren't available to him. The human's legs were too tight around his chest, he couldn't reach his dagger. Cudsby's face began to turn red, then purple, as his eyes scouted for any opportunities. Things were beginning to fade and blur, but the halfling spotted something that the human didn't seem to notice. In the moments that were quickly leading to Cudsby's demise, he lifted his sturdy foot as high as he could and slammed his heel onto the human's ankle. The human immediately let go of Cudsby's throat and howled with pain. The pirate never attempted to get up after his fall. He had no idea that his foot was broken. The same foot that Cudsby had now insured would never heal again. Cudsby, choking and sick to his stomach, stood, regained his balance, and bounded up the stairs, which were now cascaded in a water as a small stream flowed into the hold. The deck was even more so, sooner recognized as a swimming hole than a ship. Slam! Cudsby jumped back, startled as a body from above smacked into the deck. Something is very wrong, he thought. This was confirmed when Cudsby saw the pirates frantically attempting to climb the rigging. Something was preventing them from raising the sails. Some even carried sabers and were slashing at the sheets. Slam! Another body struck the deck with tremendous force. Cudsby gathered himself the best he could. You need to move. His thoughts attempted to tug his feet. Remember why you're here. Move! Cudsby glanced towards the captain's quarters behind him, up a short flight of stairs. There you are. His voice had a chilling resolve. Leaping up the stairs, Cudsby was face to face with the captain's door when he felt a hand grasp his shoulder. He was twirled around with dissent and was hit with rotten breath as another pirate had snatched him. You don't look like you're part of the crew. This man was menacing, but he had already made a crucial mistake. Another flash of lightning, though this one was odd as it gave off a green light instead. 
The pirate looked above curiously, but Cudsby remained focused, using this distraction as an opportunity to strike. He whipped his dagger dexterously and slashed the man's forearm. The man cried out, Ugh! You little prick! You think that knife is going to save you? Crack! The pirate hit the floor, unmoving. You'll be fine. Just paralysis. Next time, don't just grab the shoulders, mate. Cudsby turned back towards the quarters and took a small vial from his belt and poured the liquid into his dagger. The blade had absorbed and taken on the color of that liquid. The shouts on deck were more frantic than ever. The strange green lightning persisted, only adding to the pandemonium. But Cudsby's focus was on the door and who resided on the other side. Nothing would break that concentration. He reached for the knob and twisted. The anticipation rose in Cudsby's stomach, but it was redirected with anger as the door was locked. No, no, no! Cudsby pounded on the door. Damn it, Shale! Open the door! Open the door, you bloody murderer! Each word complemented with the slam of a fist on wood and metal. His enraged plea was only met with maniacal laughter that seemed to resonate through the quarter's confines. You bastard. Cudsby took the pommel of his dagger and began denting the knob with strike after strike. Angry tears, distinct from the drops of rain on his face, began pouring. Let. Me. In. The knob had finally bent out of its socket. Cudsby slid the point of his dagger between the door and the knob and pried, and pried, until... Pop. The knob tumbled and rolled on the soaked wood. Cudsby tried the door again. Still locked, he thought. How? Shale, you open this damn door now. His voice was now swallowed by the raging winds and intense splashes of the squall. A strange light crept through the hole where the knob had been, sickly green. The laughter continued. Cudsby peered through to see his enemy, but instead was struck with something foreign and frightening. Something eldritch. Unsightly tentacles dancing like tree roots. Shale's waterlogged, barnacle-covered body, a celestial woman with a stone mask on either side of her head. Just a glance was enough to last him decades of trauma. Is this what he needs that gem for? He asked himself in horror. But he was torn out of this trance by the shouting of another pirate. Land! Sure enough, there was land, mountainous and jagged, only about 500 feet away. Abandoned ship! Abandoned ship! Cudsby watched as the crew gave up any hope of correcting course or slowing down. They fled to either railing on the side of the ship and began leaping into the furious ocean. Cudsby knew that if he didn't jump, he would surely perish, along with the maniacal Captain Shale who continued his deranged cackling. The land was now only about 300 feet away. Shale, you bastard, get out here! Please! 200 feet away, more lightning crashed into the cliff. Cudsby stared at the cliff in realization. Now, you need to jump now. His thoughts attempted to make him move. A quick glance down at his dagger, then back at the door. Damn it! He sheathed his dagger and ran towards the railing, a hundred feet away from the cliff now. He vaulted over the side of the ship and turned his back to the water for the impact. <sighs> the ocean seemed to embrace him for a moment before spitting him back out to the surface. Cudsby gasped and did his best to swim in the violence. Through the brine and froth, he spotted a small boat not too far from him. A life raft from the ship, he thought. Hey! He spat seawater from his mouth. Help! 
over here. He thought the shouting was of no use, but then he heard a response. Come closer. Cusby's ears perked, and he was filled with adrenaline after losing hope for the second time this night. Over here! I see you! Get closer! There was something about the voice. I can't! I can't! Well, that's too bad. Cudsby's stomach went into his throat as a swelling wave brought him a bit closer. Piss off, stowaway! The pirate with the broken foot leaned over the boat, making a rude gesture with his hand. Cudsby screamed and cursed, or he would have if not for the seawater. Good luck, you swamped rat! Maybe next time you won't crash! In an instant, the unforgiving drink smashed the life raft into a sea stack, splintering the boat along with its occupants. Cudsby ducked underneath the water as the splinter shot in his direction along with a few planks of wood. One managed to land just close enough for him to grab hold of and float to the surface. He held tight as the waves rocked. He shut his eyes as he did not want to see how close he was coming to any other sea stacks. He drifted, floated, spun aimlessly until finally, feeling something underneath his toes. Soft, grainy, it was sand. He opened his eyes to see that he had somehow coasted to an incredibly shallow beach that was partially obscured at the base of the cliff. The water would still drown him if he stayed down here, though. He needed to climb. Gusby had always been a natural climber, but under these conditions, he may as well have never done it in his life. Every limb was weak and strained. The sea was unrelenting, and in a moment, there was going to be a wrecked ship to avoid. Every muscle in his body was screaming, but he continued to climb. He looked back to see where the ship was, and yet again, saw a sight he never would have imagined. An enormous wave a couple hundred feet high had formed and seemed to be ferrying Shale's ship as it was riding atop, defying all reason as it threatened to completely clear the cliffside. Cosby couldn't help but awe. For a moment, he thought he saw green static beginning to form at the mast when CRACK! The same green lightning struck the mast and with a sickening crunch, splintered it into two pieces. One piece had punctured completely through the captain's quarters before the whole ship was out of sight and over the cliff. Cudsby remained in shock for a moment before realizing that the enormous wave was crashing into the cliff. There was no time to move. Instead, he removed his dagger and without looking, plunged it into the mountain, hoping it would find purchase in a crack or a split. The water consumed him, rushing with the force of a train. With how the night had gone, he was beginning to question the inherent luck folks said that halflings had. In this moment, as he remained unmoving while the ocean attempted to take his life yet again, he never believed it more, for his dagger had actually found purchase, and even more damning, the blade hadn't snapped. It was a short-lived victory, however, for the stalwart blade could do nothing to stop the seawater coursing its way through Cudsby's nose and mouth with a short, hideous burst. The water had receded, and Cudsby was unconscious. The morning came, and Cudsby awoke, aching from every body part as each limb pulsed with pain. A couple more hours rest on the cliff, Cudsby decided. Then I'll have to figure out what will be easier. Between continuing his climb up the mountain and swimming, hoping to find another beach nearby, Cusby chose the latter. Good thing, too. While there was no beach, about 50 yards around the bend of this cliff was a gradual, rocky path that he could practically walk up. It led to a surprising sprawl of greenery, a grassy plain with a forest about half a mile off. He decided to walk to as high a point as he could. 
he needed to find somewhere to rest. It'll take a full day, maybe two, to have these injuries be manageable. He found a relatively high hill and made his way to the rounded peak. It was almost immediate when he began looking. His eyes were glued to the middle of the grassy plain where Captain Shale's ship lay broken with no other half in sight. The busted mast still protruding from both sides of the captain's quarters. He could only move so fast, but Cudsby made his way to the ship as quickly as his body would let him. Maybe he's still there, he thought, dagger in hand. Maybe the bastard is still there, but he wasn't. Not really, anyway. Cudsby managed his way to the captain's quarters where the door was now on a single creaking hinge. No. No. Cudsby pleaded. You can't take this too. You can't keep taking everything. He grabbed his dagger and charged Shale's corpse, plunging the blade into his unmoving body. Gods damn it, you bloody pirate. It was supposed to be me. I was supposed to take something from you. Cudsby dropped and sobbed. Eventually, he rose, eyes puffy and a defeated expression. He unstuck his dagger and began to walk away when something on Shale's desk caught his eye. Rolled in a little glass bottle was a page that bared a symbol on the cork, somehow familiar to Cudsby, but he couldn't quite place it. That's right. He checked the pocket of his now-tattered cloak and removed the page he had found in the broken vase. Though the page had dried from the water, it was on the brink of turning to dust from how fragile it had become. Steadily and carefully, Cudsby was able to unfold the page just enough to see that it was, in fact, the same symbol. However, that was all that was left on Cudsby's page, for the water had washed away almost every other marking. The smears and holes made it illegible. So instead of keeping that, he figured he'd trade it for whatever was in this bottle. The cork was difficult, but he managed to unwedge the cap, gave the bottle a couple shakes, and out came the paper. It was a map to an island with a singular location circled in red ink. Is that here? Cudsby wondered. The gem. It's on this island. Isn't it? You lowly crustacean, this was your last stop. Cudsby remarked to the body. It still looks like there's something I can take from you. Cudsby's eyes ignited with a new fire, a new goal. He began walking out of the corridors before turning to face Shale once more. Rotten hell, you bastard, he said, tossing the crumpled paper at his torso before exiting. It wasn't long before Cudsby reached the forest line and began his search for the mystery location, determined once more. The ship sat solemnly within the grass field, as if it knew this was the polar opposite of where a ship should be. It was defeated. Shale and his quarters sat much the same way as a captain should when they go down with a ship, which made it all the more strange when a familiar green glint appeared in Captain Shale's eye. <laughs> that was episode one of Portraits. I hope that you all enjoyed, or if you didn't, let us know either way at our new email, rcdungeons at gmail.com. That's rc 
D-U-N-G-E-O-N-S at gmail.com. Of course, you know the Instagram and TikTok is at rollcall underscore D&D. Music by Tabletop Audio, as always. Playing the roles of the people today was Devin James Wade. And that's about it for the credits. We will be back to our regular episodes next week, and I look forward to our next Portraits episode. Thank you all, as always, for listening, and we will see you in the next one. Uh, Bye-bye.